Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. 720 WGN. Thanks for joining us. We're always happy on a Friday to catch up with Dr. Dana Barble, Chief Veterinary Officer at North American Veterinary Community. And she is here in Chicago. She's an exotic pet doc. Um, which I, I go, I went to your website, doc, and I, I love that you're holding a snake. I just don't know what kind of snake it is. I believe that was one of my ball pythons. So they are my, one of my favorite pet snakes. If anyone's looking for a pet snake recommendation out there, ball pythons are a small size and they're very docile. So they're actually great pets. You can uh, see that picture at exoticpetvet.com. Dr. Varble, a few questions. Is it time now? And I think as a vet, you might yeah. tell me that we're supposed to be doing this all the time, but I have a feeling that fleas and ticks are just around the corner. They are. That's actually a great point. You know, I, it's very interesting because, you know, in especially around Chicago, we always think of fleas and ticks as going away in the winter. Um, and that can be true, but we have to remember that fleas and flea eggs can survive our winters, unfortunately, in little nooks and crannies in our house. Ticks are far more resilient to the cold than we used to think. And to be honest, we've also had a very mild winter. So I know temperatures this weekend look like they're going to be high 40s, maybe even 50s in spots. So please remember that fleas and ticks are going to start being out and being active very, very soon. So. Time what do you suggest? Monthly preventative problems. What, what is your, you know, it? Yeah. Yeah. It's it such was, an important topic. And it's one I hope you talk to your vet with every year when you go for your animals wellness checks. Because, again, even dogs and cats that are primarily indoors can get fleas and ticks. And fleas and ticks carry a bunch of really kind of scary and nasty diseases. Um, and I don't want your dog or your cat to get them. But I also actually don't want you, your family especially the immune-compromised children or elderly in your household to be subject to those diseases. So talk to your veterinarian. There's a lot of great products out there now. Um, talk to you about your, your pet's other health conditions and what works best for you guys. But to be honest, for me, those monthly, I only have to remember once a month, things are the best. Yeah. Um, we have a barn cat that is getting moved into the house this weekend. Uh, the vet suggested Ooh. we give her a cap star because she's eaten alive by fleas. I don't know oh, where she's yeah. living, or but so um, they said if you give her this cap star that the fleas jump off mm-hmm. for a certain amount of hours and then you can wash her and get her in the house and hopefully she won't bring them in. Yeah. Capstar has been a great addition to the flea and tick market in the last few years because it, you know, our, our monthly preventatives are truly that they're preventative. They're meant to stop ticks from getting on the animal, stop, uh, sometimes stop heartworm disease, stop all of that. But when you have an animal that has fleas or ticks, the capstar works great because it is a non-invasive way to get rid of the fleas and ticks. In a, well, especially fleas. I take that back. We're not sure about ticks but fleas in a very complete way so that then you can bring them in the house, have them be clean, yeah. not have to worry about bringing them in with, with these other animals. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Dr. Dana Varble is with us, a chief veterinary officer at North American Veterinary Community. 
And there was a legislator in Florida that was trying to pass a law about not letting your dog stick the head their head out the window. Now, unfortunately, it was a much bigger comprehensive bill that had some great protections yeah. in there. But this, people were like, what are you talking about? Um, <laughs> is there a danger yeah. in your dog putting their head out the window when you're, you know, if they're on the passenger side while you're driving? Uh, you know, I'm sure like emergency room doctors don't love it when people stick their arms out of their car windows. Yes. Um, as a former emergency room veterinarian, I don't love it. Now, do we see a ton, a ton of problems with it? Probably not. You know, this is one of these times when we all have to use our best judgment. You know, if you're driving around the corner and and you're going to slow speed and you're not in busy areas, chances of an injury occurring are pretty small. You know, so again, it's a judgment call. Okay. For me, Lisa, the, the bigger thing, um, unfortunately, over the years, I've seen a lot of dogs who see a squirrel or another dog or a cat, and they yeah. jump out of the moving car. So that, I think, is always my bigger concern than just a little sniffing, sniffing the fast breeze, so to speak. Well, and my concern is they step on that button and the window goes up while their neck is in it. You know, that happens, no, too. Yeah. That's, it uh, does, so. yeah. It, you know, if your dog or your cat are in the backseat, those child locks work for, yeah. those work for pets. You know, we've talked about, I think, uh, this child-safe uh, pill containers. Dogs can chew through those, but child-safe window up and down controls are very good for pets as well, yeah. Dr. Dana Varble is with us. I've got a question, and then I know you've got a few things you want to share with the audience. This person said, yeah. I have an almost 11-year-old Cocker Chihuahua 15-pound dog mix Past few days, she's been drinking excessively, no other changes in behavior. What could this be a sign of? Oh, that's a really good one, because that is something we tell everyone to watch out for. And the reason we say to watch out for excessive drinking is because it can be associated, actually, with diabetes mellitus, so the same diabetes that humans suffer from where your blood sugar gets too high. Um, It can also be associated with kidney disease, a disease called Cushing's disease, which is from the adrenal glands. So I would say to this person, let's make an appointment and get some blood work done with your vet as soon as possible. Because some of those diseases are very treatable or maybe not as big of a concern. And it sure would be nice to know that. Okay. Another one said, my small dog had a UTI and finished her antibiotic on Wednesday. Does she require Mm -hmm. a follow-up appointment? That's another good one. I usually say yes. Now, it depends a little bit on your dog, your relationship with your veterinarian and their age. If they're very healthy and doing great, maybe give your vet a call and say, hey, everything's good. What do you think? Sometimes they'll just say, nope, you're good to go. Let's, let's just let it be. If there were concerns on their initial urinalysis, there was maybe some stones or concerns about crystals, or your pet is maybe a little bit older, it might be worth a follow-up visit to see if some of that went away with antibiotics or if it's still there, and maybe it's time to, again, consider other testing, maybe some blood work or x-ray. So that's another good one. Okay, awesome. We're going to check weather and traffic, then we'll come back, and I know you've Mm -hmm. got a few things to share. What's going on, Mary? 720 WGN, if you want to see Dr. Varble and this snake that she is holding, and my gosh, the animals that they treat, you can go to exoticpetvet.com. That's here in Chicago. Who did you, you treated a little mammal for breast cancer or something, didn't you? What were you... We have. We've done some breast cancer surgery on hedgehogs in the last few years. That's been very exciting because they're so tiny. So we have new microsurgery instruments that help allow us to do these little tiny itty-picky, itty-bitty-picky surgeries that maybe before were just 
really almost impossible with larger instruments. Holy smokes, that's amazing. Dr. Dana Varble <laughs> is the Chief Vet Officer at the North American Veterinarian Community. Uh, Veterinary Community. Uh, let's talk about dental health. Finnegan had seven teeth taken out. I'm like, oh my gosh, and now his breath stinks again. So um, is that hereditary? It can be. You know, it's National Pet Dental Health Month, so it's a great time to talk about this because your veterinarian and all veterinary professionals are trying to get your dog's teeth healthier right now. And whether that means cleanings or healthier treats or just a variety of things, it's a great time to talk about this. Unfortunately, some of it is hereditary. Some of um, some pet mouths, the teeth are closer together, they're crowded. It makes them more prone to develop dental tartar, dental plaque, and unfortunately needing to have teeth removed, which is an unfortunate but sometimes necessary thing. Yeah. Um, so it, people are always concerned <laughs> about the cost when it comes to dental cleaning. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, it, how do you, I know you can't get around it, but... I need you You to share how important it is. Yeah, it's a combination of things. You know, it is, we we don't recommend the awake, the non-anesthetic dental health cleanings for dogs and cats because we know that the vast majority of their dental health actually occurs under the gums. And it's just not safe to be able to remove plaque and tartar from under the gums of an, an awake animal. So a big part of the cost is anesthesia and, and, you know, the appropriate supportive care for that. But, you know, the more that you can do at home, the more prevention you can do. And, you know, I've got some cool ideas for you. The easier and the less often we have to consider those anesthetic dental cleanings. So, Lisa, I know you and I talked about this in the past. Brushing teeth is great. doesn't always work with every pet. Yes. Um, I had one animal that basically just chewed up toothbrushes when I did that. <laughs> so sometimes easier than others. But there's another resource I wanted to share with our listeners today, and that is the Veterinary Oral Health Council. So VOHC.org has a list of some pet treats that they have actually evaluated and can actually help remove plaque and tartar from teeth. So if your pet is not going to do the toothbrush thing, which I totally understand, look at that list, review it, because a lot of those are over-the-counter things that, again, are fun treats. And that can actually make their teeth healthier as well. Thank you so much for joining us. That's VOHC.org. I just clicked on it. I'm thankful for that. Dr. Dana (laughs) Varble, you will find her at ExoticPetVet.com.